Cross Conference cast. I am Joan Stewart. I'm, oh, God, you did it again. <laughs> Go ahead. Say your name. I am Ruth Moore. Good job. Pause. <laughs> I'm going to do that to you every time. <laughs> doesn't matter that this is the last show, but uh, every time it'll happen. We have so many announcements and so much news to get through. Um, most important thing at the top, I have a cat now. I have a kitten. Um, I have a kitten. His name is Otter, uh, slash Otter Pop, slash Otter Popinski. Um, he's a lynx point. He's a kitten. He's two months and two weeks old. He's teeny tiny. And he's sitting behind me right now on my chair. He's very warm. He's also a bit of an asshole. <laughs> Cause he spent all night, uh, on my bed slurping cleaning, grooming himself. Oh, that's the worst. He's just a jerk. And sometimes he'll be sitting behind me and then he'll climb up my back, full claws, full out, just mm. dig them right into my back. It's painful. Um, but that's the most important news. The rest is probably boring. Jones we don't have to mommy. go through it. Yeah. I am. He's such a precious baby. Um... I have lots of pictures of him on my Instagram. Uh, but uh, I guess there's the secondary news is that uh, you will be visiting Portland um, for the Santa Clara and San Francisco games. In exactly two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, my gosh. It's it's coming up so soon. Yeah. I'm going to have to burp here in a second, but I don't know why either. Um, yes. Two weeks. Ruth will be visiting We'll be going to the games. We'll be getting donuts and coffee, all kinds of things. You were thinking about getting a tattoo while you're yep. here. So if anybody in the Portland area has ideas about the best place to get a tattoo, I'm not the one to make any suggestions. Um, write us. Send, send us a tweet, really, with your tattoo suggestions. Tattoo um, parlor suggestions. Ta- yeah. I know what tattoo I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. You you already know? Yes. And oh. I, I generally know oh, that's right. where so I'm showed getting me a picture. it. You showed me a picture. I'm sorry. Tattoo parlor suggestions. Where to get the tattoo. Uh, not Although, on if the- you have actual tattoo suggestions, I'm open to them. Just I have a particular order I'm getting my tattoos, so that one would be much further down the line. I don't have any tattoos, and I don't plan to get any because I'm afraid of pain, and I want my parents to still talk to me. <laughs> no, I don't really care if they talk to me. Um, my grandmother actually emailed me today. She she um, she knows that I have a tattoo on my left arm, and uh, I guess she had seen a photo of me with my nephew and thought that I had a tattoo, I had gotten a tattoo on my right wrist. So if anyone would like to suggest any tattoos for my right wrist, um, I have not yet informed my grandmother that I don't have a second tattoo. So, um, Wrist tattoos remind me of this gag that my friend keeps mentioning. It's from Lindsay Lohan talking to Oprah, but this was back in the day. And apparently Lindsay Lohan has... Um, a tattoo on her wrist and it says breathe because sometimes she just needs to be reminded to breathe (laughs) all the things a human being can do that doesn't need a reminder 
I think that would be at the top of my list. Um, <laughs> so don't get that, or we're no. not friends anymore. Uh, and it's not, whatever it is, it's not going to be anything scripty. It's not even necessarily going to be text. It's not necessarily even going to happen when I'm in Portland. It's going to be a hummingbird. So you could be like Landon Donovan. What? He has a tattoo of a hummingbird. I think it's on his forearm. Anyway, uh, let's get into soccer that we care about. We'll, we'll have a really, really big announcement at the end of the show, but the soccer that, that that's happened, um, we're going to start with off with college soccer because we want to start good and we can just go downhill from there. Um, though this season has been a little bit weird. Yes. But also fun, but weird. It's been something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's NCAA Division One. Never a dull moment, except when a team decides that they don't feel like playing at home when they're playing at home. But we'll get to that um, <laughs> because you drafted up the notes first, so Virginia goes first. Right. God, yes. they're doing so well. They are. Virginia's having like the most amazing year. Um, they're ten and zero. I know. Let that sink in. And U V A O E O Ice Ice Ice. Uh-huh. Keep going. You wanna you wanna rap underneath me? No, no. You don't know what that's from? No. So if I said burr, it's cold in here. Oh. <laughs> there must be some clovers in the atmosphere, you wouldn't know. Okay, okay that was like that was when I was We still... have to stop this entire no, thing. I Our understand. friendship is over. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. Um, it's not as good as Stick It. What? They're not even in the same category. And Stick It isn't as funny. And Stick It doesn't have any UCB alumni. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Virginia. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Get it together. Talk about Virginia and their great start in Morgan Brian Brian Morgan being just fantastic. Okay, well that pretty much summarizes it. <laughs> well, then we can move on. Uh, well, no, because we do have to touch on the fact that this past weekend, even without Morgan Brian Brian Morgan, Virginia beat UNC. And I know this is an off year for UNC. They've dropped a couple games, so it's sort of like last season. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Virginia beat them without their stud player right now, that's pretty impressive. It's also impressive because Virginia is 10-0 and 0 with this strong schedule. And, you know, eventually they have to slip up, right? But they haven't yet. We're just waiting. And they're running out of opponents in the ACC that can make them slip up. Imagine Virginia with a perfect record. <laughs> Pretty amazing. Yeah. I was thinking about Virginia earlier today, and so I added this note about it's too early to talk about national championship. But I still kind of want to talk about it anyway. Because um, it reminded me that Virginia doesn't have one. And... Uh, they do have some, an ACC championship. Yeah there, yeah, there was some video years ago when Angela Hughes was still on the national team about um, all these players in, in the van talking about their college days and how 
everyone in that in the in that particular van had a national championship except for her except for Angela Hughes who and she was it was just kind of a joke they weren't giving her a super hard time obviously um and and she was talking about how she's building up the program which is you know fairly true because look at the program now yeah um pretty amazing and she was part of those building years uh and I, I, I don't know where I'm going with this, except that I, I, I don't know that it's necessarily a huge selling point that your school na- already has a national championship. Um, the field is much more open. Still a little restricted, obviously, but still more. It, it's, it's now more open than it was before. And you don't necessarily... Uh, it, it's not Im- important as a national team player that you have... Uh, a national championship, even yeah. a final four appearance, <laughs> almost. I mean, look at look at the most important players uh, on the team now, on the national team now, and and how. Um, Ooh, a lot of UCLA, <laughs> <laughs> so much UCLA going on there, uh, and obviously Cal. Yeah. Uh, but that I, I I don't know. That's just a brief moment uh, to think about. Is mm-hmm. all, um, but we can move on for from Virginia's stellar year so far. I really hope we didn't jinx them, except if yeah. they play Portland, then I hope we did. Um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Okay. Well, when we were originally planning this podcast, they you know they had been on a strong run. They were doing really well. They had only dropped um, they had dropped the game to UCLA early in the season. Um, and they were doing great in the ACC. Um, they beat UNC. They've got Kari Ricaro. Kari Ricaro? Kari Ricaro. No, I thought, I thought it was Kari. I thought we agreed last year or two years ago that it doesn't got matter. Ricaro. Ricaro's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Laddish and Andrews, all in the midfield. All of these, these key youth national team players, all in the midfield. And Ricardo did a brief stint as a forward, but now she's back in the mid. And just, oh, it's so much fun to watch them, except for the fact that they've lost their past four games, um, starting with Miami and then Virginia, Virginia Tech. And they had an awful overtime, double double overtime, I think, lost to um, Duke at home the other day on senior day. Really sucks. Um but they're a good team, and you know they look good for the ACC. Um, and we'll actually we'll get back to them later when we talk about the standings. Um, but another team that has not had like an awesome season, but beat a, a significant foe was Santa Clara. Um, had a really tough schedule and started off their season pretty horribly, um, and then they beat BYU, and like the season's done in my opinion. Um, you beat BYU. That's all I wanted this year. Um, but they're actually, I mean, they're doing pretty well now. Um, I think they've, they've found their groove. Um, Julie Johnston is having a, a really good season, um, which is great. Cause you know, national team pool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and she's great. Love her. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's not a perfect season, but like, you're seeing some of our favorites, our strong contenders, um, 
And how about we move a little north? Oh, sure, to Portland. Um, and here's 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 my portion. Uh, oh boy, it's been interesting since this is my first season living in Portland and attending Portland home games. Uh, you know, pretty much every every time they're here, um, Portland is undefeated since that loss against Wake Forest, three to two, where they crumbled in the second half. To their credit, they're they're better in this. They're they're not as terrible in the second half <laughs> or not. They don't, they don't cave in the second half. They'll, they'll score more second half goals now. Um, so that's, that's good. Uh, they just played Gonzaga on Saturday. Very bizarre ending to that game. Uh, Gonzaga, uh, tied it up with a couple minutes to go. It was one, one, and then it went into extra time. And if a couple minutes into extra time, the coach was red carded. Um, the, the head coach was red carded, uh, and the, for me, the, the bizarre ending. I don't. I don't even care. Like it kind of sucks for Gonzaga because they had fought really hard, and the, the goal was an own goal. But they were they were first to every ball. They were working much harder, and it's just that Portland has more talent. Um, that's not, you know, even really a qualitative observation about them. They just had better, slightly more talented players who it, it, it was awful to watch them act like they didn't want to be there. Uh, (laughs) Nobody, nobody looked like they were even remotely interested in playing in that home game. Granted, they just came off of two weeks on the road and it was a, like a, I think it was a fall break for Portland. So maybe they're a little, Legs were a little heavy, but oh my gosh, there's, it just, it wasn't a great game, even though they, they did end up with the wind, the win. Portland's number five in the rankings. And <laughs> I just, I, I don't, I, you know, I love them. Mm-hmm. You know this, you know, I love them not as much as my new kitty, but I love them more than probably mint chocolate chip ice cream. More than Kelly Clarkson? Oh, it's pretty even. Uh-huh. It's pretty even. They're almost, they occupy the same, the same kind of space in my heart. Um, Top left ventricle. That's right there. <laughs> I, uh, but I, that's, they're not putting in number five performances. Um, I, I don't think they've really been tested quite um, so hard since you know, Stanford and Wake Forest. And for me, this, this story of, they have, they have wonderful, they have this wonderful freshman class that they're really depending on. And a lot of them are getting a lot of minutes and some of them are not getting minutes when they should be getting minutes. Um, like, oh, I'll just name names. Um, Maddie Hall should be starting in (laughs) because, or, or at least getting more minutes. That's what, uh, and, uh, Ellie Boone is, is starting now because Michelle Cruz is injured and Ellie, Ellie Boone should be playing a lot more and not at left back, but you know, it, it is what it is. I hate that phrase in my, just, I'm going to go back and delete all of that. Um, no, I, the story of the season is, is Amanda Frisbee being put at center back on her final year, uh, when she was the WCC's leading scorer and leading assist maker. Um, she still has, what, five 
goals on the year now. Um, but you can tell in the pilot attack that it's not happy. They're, they're such a skilled attack. It's, it's wonderful. They're very good, uh, except at the part where you score goals. But it's not fun to watch it. It just seems – you just get nervous. I'm like, I get – the stomach clenches, and you're like, these – they don't look like they're enjoying this, and I'm not enjoying this. Can someone just shoot the ball? Someone try scoring. It's painful. Um and I think a lot of that has to do with not having that kind of very free player who looks like they're having fun, you know, a Danielle Foxhoven type and Amanda Frisbee type. <laughs> uh, and there's, I, I don't know, there's some justification as to why she sits in her back because she's fast and tall. I don't agree with it. <laughs> I don't. I don't like it. I don't care for it. Um, I guess Alex Morgan should be a center back then. I mean, she's not short, and she is fast. She's she's so fast. <laughs> she's so fast. I'm picturing it now, and this is what makes it so funny. Whew. Anyway. There you go. Uh, start grooming her for the back line. <laughs> Alex over. Morgan. I mean, she's already on the national team. We can make it happen. She can't complain. Uh, I think it's a shame. I think it's a shame, and I I think that it puts uh, Portland's future recruiting at risk. Because if you're an attacker, and you see, like, oh, I could do really well for a couple years, but let's say a mistake is made, <laughs> then I guess I'm at center back. Okay. Hmm. So you, you would have to... F- yeah, it's it's a that would take a tremendous sacrifice of ego for a, from a, a you know a re- recruit who are not necessarily known for their sacrifices of ego anymore. Um, anyway, Portland <laughs> has a game tomorrow <laughs> against uh, San Diego, and uh, and Saturday Amanda Frisbee actually had to uh, be subbed out had a nasty knock to her ankle um, uh, in the Gonzaga game. So hopefully hopefully she's uh, she's okay. Um, she's a Kelly Clarkson fan. We like her. We, we like everybody, though, don't we? But we especially like people that like kittens. And kittens and Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my... <laughs> That's my that painful was, that Portland. That was incredibly tactful and diplomatic and collected. I applaud I, you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm, there were, I mean, there were some some words I wanted to say. Um, they all started with bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we could talk about that later. Uh, I don't know. At the the end of the season, maybe. Let's move on to UCLA. At Stanford. Yeah. And the kind of season that those two are having. Oh. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I think it's no, it's no secret to our listeners how critical we can be of UCLA sometimes because that's a, that's a program with a lot of potential. Um, what, like six final fours in a row or something like that. Um, and no national titles. 
um, and a lot of coaching changes recently. Although, you know, the the Ellis to Snow coaching change was basically the same regime. Um, so UCLA hasn't had it great in the past few years, and that's given Stanford a chance to really rise. Um, but this year, by some magic and possibly a new coach at UCLA, um, UCLA is actually doing really well. Um, at least so far as OGM is concerned, they're ranked number two, and I don't check any of the rankings. Um, <laughs> but no, they they seem to have, to have collected themselves and are putting on a good show on the field. Um, they've got a great freshman class, um, and they've got really good leadership among the the upperclassmen. Um, and it'd be, it'd be great to see them get back to a final four with this particular group. Um, I think we'd see something different from previous UCLA final four appearances. Um, on the flip side, we've got Stanford who, uh, lost to Arizona state and USC. And I think both of those, or at least one of those was at home. Um, and they lost to UCLA at home. Or if you're a UCLA fan, UCLA beat Stanford at home <laughs> for the first time in forever. <laughs> um, they, they're having a rough year, Stanford. Yeah, this is not the Stanford of old. Um, and you got to think that, I mean, it had to, it had to be coming. Stanford isn't UNC. Um, they're not going to rack up tens of or 20s of <laughs> national championships. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the losses were going to come eventually. Um, and maybe this is some pressure off for them now, now that a whole bunch of winning streaks have have been broken. Um, but it's definitely a, it's definitely a change. Um, and it kind of, it presents you with a change in, in the Pac-12. Uh, the standings are really interesting this year. Um, not that the standings are entirely accurate. Like if you look at the big 10, um, that's, <laughs> that's a little <laughs> weird. Um, but the pac 12, you've got UCLA in first, which it's been a while since that's happened. Um, then Washington, Colorado, Utah, Cal, and then Stanford. And that's not a lineup you ever see. <laughs> <laughs> Like, usually you've got Stanford and Cal much Uh closer to the front. Um, And Colorado and Utah, geez. Just strange things happening. Um, The West Coast Conference, our conference, Mm -hmm. is back to, you know, it's very standard lineup. Um, It's Right now, it's Portland, Santa Clara, BYU, San Diego, and Pepperdine. Um, BYU is in third place. And oh, that is awesome. Hey. <laughs> oh, that is as it should be, and I won't even complain about Portland being first. <laughs> we're gonna. Why we're... are we happier that they're here? <laughs> the more the merrier, right? There's a lot uh, of soccer to go around. Last year was stupid. Just oh, it's the worst. Just... The Ugh. worst. Two years ago, it's pretty bad too. But. Uh... <laughs> You know what? That's in the past. It is. The past is a canceled check. Your future is now. 
Yes. And the now in ACC is Virginia, Florida State, Virginia Tech, UNC, and Notre Dame. And and then it just trickles down through the usual suspects. But Duke is pretty low this year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of odd because Duke is not having a terrible year. I mean, they're not. They don't look bad on the field. They don't look awful on the field. I should say. It's just um, rough getting some rough yeah. results. Um, sort of like Notre Dame. I mean, I think those two are going to jockey around in the middle for a while. Um, but. Yeah, we've got some some really key conferences that are um, seeing some shakeups. Yeah, the most key conference, which has had a return to normalcy. <laughs> the most important <laughs> conference is back to normal, as it should be. Yes. Um, well, that was good, uh, and it's so good to be back talking about games and teams that we really care about. And I'm not they saying that. Yes. And I'm not saying that in a jokey, dismissive way. It's good to be back talking about college. I know that it's not the most popular subject for fandom in general, but it's what we love and it's what we're passionate about. And it actually does make a difference, you know, as you see with the call the national team call ups of, you know, Brian and Dunn, you know, that's it, it's good it's good to have that focus back. Um, but we're going to take a little break. I'm going to play some music. I'm going to get some water. It's probably going to be a Dessa song. So you're probably listening to a Dessa song as we're going into this break right now because I can't stop listening to Dessa. She's the best. Um, and then we'll, we'll be right back with the Cross Compass cast. A wick with no candle, a wheel with no axle, a ride with no saddle, no lift, and I'm dragging the kite. Blade with no hand on the brick for your window, I'm fine, but I'm single and dumb, and I'm the same on both sides. You're a stone cold killer, you saint, but you're looking like a part-time criminal. Wave the charade, man, you lay it on the thick, it's a dive bar, save the game. You drink and you're sick, easy to please, but hard to impress them. Minute... And we are back with the Cross Conference cast. I'm Joan Stewart, no pause. <laughs> and I'm Ruth Moore, also with no pause. Go us. High five. Woo! Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, NWSL. Which is over. Mm -hmm, Which is over, but, but the future stuff and the stuff that it's been talked about and the, uh, U.S. Women's National Team by popular request. Right. Uh, NWSL season's over, but it, it still feels like the fan, uh, engagement is there. It's, it's obviously on a like a simmer <laughs> um, rather than a boil, but it, it it seems like people are still a little bit engaged by what's going on in the off season. There's a pretty great Al Jazeera America article, um, which we're not really going to talk about, except I wanted to bring it up because of the tone of it. It seems different than the WPS off season articles, which were very like doom and gloom and like, are they going to make it? Um, and perhaps a lot of that is because the, the, the difference is because it is a little bit Portland focused. So they're sort of focusing on, okay, that was, that would, that turned out to be very successful. Um, but at the same time, it's just not a tone that you're used to, to get, to getting from, you know, mainstream media that doesn't typically cover this sport in the off season. It's just different. It's a different tone. Um, 
And also in the show notes, I'm going to link to the greatest video about Al Jazeera English ever. Um, if you ever watch The Daily Show, it's that video, yes. But it's still worth seeing again and again and again. So um, the R Game magazine issue is out. I think it was just uh, people people got them in their mailboxes this week. Yes. Um, yes. And I, for once, got mine roughly around the same time as everyone else. Usually I get mine like a week after everyone. This issue, um, I think I want to talk about it in particular. And I we sort of decided that back in July or August, we started talking about it. Um, just me and you, Joan. Mm-hmm. Um, because I couldn't, I couldn't talk about it on the podcast yet. Um, because I was... Um, the end of the season was a struggle for me. <laughs> um, uh, hmm. You don't like Portland. Let's just get that out there. The thorns. You don't care for the thorns. Right. I didn't, I didn't much care for the thorns. I didn't much care for how things were going with the thorns. Um, it seemed kind of crazy and stupid. Um, Give me but- two specifics. Two specifics. I'm not going to ask you for all the reasons because we don't have time for that. But two specifics that bothered you. All the Tar Heels. And so, so just on the basis of not liking UNC, that was your. Uh, well, it was a roster that was sort of chock full of Tar Heels. So yeah, I guess I guess that is it. Um, okay. And Danny Foxhoven. What's wrong with Danny Foxhoven? Not getting enough playing time. Okay. <laughs> she was. I was going to say, I know lot. where you live. <laughs> you know, that's. She was a lot of fun to watch. Um, she brought a lot of energy. I think there were times when Portland really needed her energy. Um, but I guess it's all okay because they won in the end. Because Tobin Heath is our Lord and Savior. Oh, don't do that. There's a lot of problems with Tobin Heath without referencing religion. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. I I meant it just in the sense of the way the fans treat her. It's a cheap and lame shot. Um, I I would not take pot shots based on religion. Tobin Heath is weird. I I don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't have the issue as of yet. As of right now, I don't have it in my hands. Um, But tell me a little bit about it. like, what are your favorite articles? Like, two, we'll, we'll go with the number two. Two favorite articles. <laughs> okay, two favorite articles for content. Let's see here. The Malta article I thought was really interesting. Um, Malta is this little island nation. Um, and they're actually doing some really cool things to build up their women's football program, which, for the first time ever, has qualified for um, the UEFA World Cup qualifiers, whatever it is that UEFA calls those. Um, And so it's a big deal. It's a big deal for Malta, um, which was established, their women's national team was established in 1995. Um, They played their very first game in 2003. I'm not really sure how that works. Um, And... You know, they they got their first win in 2011. So, I mean, this is this is a program that's had to like, you know, it didn't it hasn't come easily for them, and they're actually getting a lot of support from the federation, 
and like a lot of a lot of outreach into the community. Um, there's a lot of information on what they're doing on towards youth development, which I think is is pretty. It's pretty awesome to see what these little countries can do. Like we spend a lot of time wrapped up in in American soccer and you know the stuff that matters to American soccer, and we don't really look at what's working in the smaller places, uh-huh. just because you know they they don't show up on our radar. The other one, actually, I like our game, our future, which is by um, Anthony DeChico, and it talks about um, the different roles that players, parents, coaches, and administrators can play in in building up the game. It's, yeah, it's definitely the, worth a read. The game at, like, the high school level? Or? Um, actually, it's it's about, well, it kind of it kind of speaks to people involved in the in the youth community and the high, like around the high school level, um, but it has to do with how their involvement in the game impacts the upper levels of the game, um, which is you know like like um, Sky Blue FC they really target youth teams. Um, so does DC. They target the youth, the youth demographic, um, and this speaks to that demographic in terms of, you know, if you if you want this to stick around, if you want the game to grow, if you if you want to see future developments, like this is the kind of stuff that that you can do to help, and this is the kind of obligation that you have. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, definitely worth ch- checking out uh, ourgamemagazine.com, and you can purchase that. Uh, they are not paying us any money to advertise. <laughs> they are not paying us any money. Um, uh, but this. if you like if you're not going to subscribe but you're only going to buy one issue, you should really buy this one. Um the NWSL coverage. Um there's there's an article recapping this, the end of the season and then there is a photo essay on the championship game. Um like 8 and a half by 11 Full glossy photos from that um, very special match, um, and I think these are photos that, like, we. Um, it's interesting because our editor in chief Tiffany Weimer played for the Portland Thorns, but she didn't have uh, a lot of say, um, or she didn't have too much say in the the content selection for this this particular issue um and so um the we were very careful about our choices to not to not um overly uh to try and maintain some of that um neutrality that the media is supposed to have mm-hmm. um <laughs> Which you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of hard to to look like you're being neutral when um, your editor in chief's team won the national championship. Um, but I think we managed. I think we managed. I think the photo essay, all the photos were very specially chosen um, to to convey an aspect of the game that I think most uh, coverage and you know most of what people are going to remember about that game are going to be you know, what teams played and how the goal was scored. 
Um, and then that's pretty much how the media and PR wants you to remember it, mm-hmm. um, which is fair. I mean, you got to promote the game, and nobody wants to promote um, uh, nobody wants to promote that game as it really was. Um, which was, was I didn't very, see it. Remember, <laughs> right? It was a physical game. It was um, it was a hotly contested game, and I think we conveyed that. I think. Um, I think there's a real narrative here. <laughs> a real narrative <laughs> of bruises and knocks and... Red cards. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, right. well, cool. There's not too much to say about what's... Well, for us to say about what's going on in NWSL. If you want up-to-the-minute news, you know where to go for that. It's not here. Uh, nobody's collapsed. No expansion this year, though. Um, I guess the news today was that Seattle has acquired Mariah Nagara from the Boston Breakers in exchange for uh, Seattle's uh, 2014 and 2015 third round picks. Um, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't get it. I guess Seattle wants every kind of midfielder. They needed to score goals. Is she the Exactly. Well, this is ju- it's just one player. It's not like the focus of their entire season next year. So, whatever. Good. Hopefully, I'm not she- actually sure what the rosters even look like right now. Like you've got people being let go, and you've got trades happening, and I don't know if there have actually been any signings. And supposedly there are loans, and you know, and imaginary draft picks. Yeah. Uh, when we get closer that to this draft and the, the seasons, that's when it's time to start talking about it. But that's right, that's right just now. This is not a league that matters. There's <laughs> only one league that really matters right now. Yeah, there's only one league, and that's the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, what? That's not a league, you say? Oh, contraire. <laughs> it's uh, a league of one. <laughs> it's yeah, that's the real league, at least for the national team pool, or at least the upper part of the national team pool. That's their real league, um, and that and you can tell when they play that that's their real league uh, for for most of the players. Um, I'm not sure if this is if we mentioned on a previous episode or if I did this before. I don't know the episodes that we didn't release. Except Hope Solo, <laughs> ironically, is the one who does who never plays like who, for her club team. It's it's never a lesser. It's not like a rec league team to her. You can tell in a lot of different national team players that that's their rec league. This is that's their hobby, and the national team is their uh, their real job. Um, the cat just clawed me. That was Ooh. almost painful. He didn't. He didn't go through the the clothes, though. That's good. Uh, but the national team has been playing some games against. Well, played a yeah, unofficial, un informal friendly against Australia today. But a couple of days ago, um, played Australia for real in San Antonio, um, on a turf field, <laughs> because they were warming up for nothing. And uh, Kaya Simon is now out for the next season. Uh, 
with an ACL tear. I guess she just planted wrong. Um, and that sucks <laughs> for Australia, for the league, for her specifically. Um, college kids got t- time and, and were called up. That's that's good. I like that, actually. Yeah. Even even though it is in the college season, I think it shows that Tom Sermani is serious about uh, the actual the future and looking at the best players. Um, I think PS could soon could sometimes be a little too reliant on the WPS. Um, and it kind of waffles back and forth. Like, uh, April Heinrichs didn't think much at all about the WSA, about the, about the league when it was on, but she was, she was pulling in youth players, um, a little bit the way Tom Stramani is now. Um, those Tar Heels, man. <laughs> so many of them. It's, they're endless. Um, I guess that one of the interesting things is that Kate Markgraf mentioned on the broadcast and and, insist, and seemed to really insist in her opinion that Euro-based players needed to come back and play domestically um, so Tom Sermani could get a look at them consistently. And I honestly I find that hard to disagree with. Um, I think it's really cool that everybody's going overseas and playing for what are great teams. Um, but when you look at those, like the teams that they are on in the leagues that they're in, those are the best teams in, but they're, the leagues aren't necessarily all that great. And uh, that's just my opinion. I could be totally wrong and they could be the most amazing leagues ever, but why are team why, why is Leon scoring like seven goals against other teams like that? I yeah yeah and Newcastle's not a great league like the Germans complain. You know it's it's very American ball um, in terms of it's not that technical and it can get pretty rough out there. Um, but at least you'd have all the Americans doing the American thing. And there's a, la- a certain level transition. of parity, too. The, I mean, you can say what you want about the Portland Thorns, but anybody could beat them. Any team could have beaten them on any day, except for maybe D- DC. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but That's true. It's true. Uh, there's not one team. And, I, I mean, look at it honestly. There's not one team that has every single player where there's a, a 7 nil blowout, you know? So, the, I mean, I don't love Newsol. <laughs> it's what we have. Um, I, and, and granted, I think probably a PSG or a Leon or a Teresa or, or Malmo could probably come over to Newsol and just spank them <laughs> on any given day. But the same would not be true for your mid-table teams uh, in those leagues. And I think a mid-table team in Newsol could go over to an international league and do respectably. Anyway, well, that was fun, wasn't it? We, <laughs> you know, um, we, we went to the U.S. Women's National Team and really just ended up talking more about Newsol. Um It's sort of weird for us, but I think it goes to show where we're at with the national team. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's, 
they have games against New Zealand next, uh, most notably very soon against uh, against them in uh, San Francisco. It's been a while since they've been to San Francisco, if they have at all. Um, that's exciting. I know some some of our pals are going to see that, so that's cool. New Zealand's like the new Canada. We used to play against Canada a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we play against New Zealand like every other month. I know. And it's, it's the, and the coaches almost did a little swap. Anyway, um, I think that's about it for actual soccer. Um, and that's, that's about it for this, this episode and the show. Um, because, the news is that we're no longer going to be cross conference. Cross conference is dead. Long live cross conference. Um, we're going to starting in the future very soon, uh, become a different show called, uh, available substitutes. Um, we had to change the name because cross conference is also the name of a, uh, conference about, Christians and, and Jesus, of which I have I have interest in both of those, um, but that's not what our show is about, and I don't want there to be any confusion and anyone to ever think that we're we have anything to do with John Piper, um, because nope, none of that. <laughs> um, but we're going to be changing. It's gonna we're gonna change the format up a little bit. It won't be exactly like cross conference was, like just a conversation between. The two of us, Ruth and myself, we're going to have more guests on, hopefully more in-depth interviews, um, starting with more exciting guests. Probably pilots. Probably pilots. <laughs> Probably pilots. Um, and and frankly, uh, this is just me, Joan, myself speaking. I, I'm going to take a little bit more personal responsibility onto myself. So hopefully we'll have more frequent episodes. Maybe Ruth won't be on every single one because our schedules don't match up, but it's, it's going to be focused on the stuff that we care about. Um, cause when we started this show, there wasn't a lot of women's soccer media. So we were trying to be a little bit more timely report, actual scores, like every single thing that was going on. Um, but there's plenty of places you can get that now. Ruth works for them. You can go to our game. Uh, Actually, they don't do that either. (laughs) They don't do that either anymore. Never mind. Don't go there. There's plenty of places you can go. There, there certainly were no regular women's soccer podcasts. There are are one or two now. Other ones, as far as I know, we're still the only one that's hosted by women, and that covers youth and college uh, extensively. Um. That, so that so that does make it special, and and to me it is important that we are, um, still still here. That there is still a women's soccer pod- podcast hosted by women, um, who are really which, invested in the game. <laughs> yeah, who are real who who enjoy this sport. Um, but I wanted to get away from, like I, I think even our listeners noticed that sometimes. It, it doesn't sound like we're very interested in talking about um, certain league scores, this or that. Um, so we're getting away from being just a snarky commentary show and hopefully having really, really great conversations with people who care about the sport the way we do. You know, whether that's players or coaches or reporters 
um, people who were just trying to do things to, I hate this phrase, grow the game. <laughs> um, uh, and, and to just make the kind of show that uh, we would want to listen to. And that's really what I wanted to do from the start because there were no shows like ours. And I wanted to listen to a show because I love podcasts. So I decided that I will just make the show that I wanted to listen to. Um, and slowly it became just a show that I was doing, that we were doing. And sometimes we felt obligated to do it. And sometimes we didn't always get along <laughs> when, we were, <laughs> when we were doing obligations. But I, I think, you know, the part of making art and continuing to, not that this is art, but <laughs> doing your thing and continuing to do it is like getting better. And I was, and I've been worried for a while that I haven't been getting better. And that's what this change is about. It's just, it's just about making a better show, making women's soccer media better. Um, and, uh, all that kind of fruity stuff. It got really serious. But then we talked about Abby Wambach and then we just, Keep talking about this change. Do you have anything to say? I'm sorry. I'm just blah 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 no, blah blah. No. I mean, I'm I'm along for the ride. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's been kind of rough, and it is time for a change. Um, I think I'm at that point with with quite a few things. Um, I mean, I can I can say now I'm I'm at that point with our game magazine where I need a change. I'm at that point with. Um, with my freelance stuff and like, and my continuing involvement in media in a sport where, you know, I'm, it's not uncommon for people to ask me, you know, what's your connection with soccer? Because I never did get to, I mean, I, I never got to play it, um, you know, on a school team, on a club team, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, and, yeah, I'm super invested in it for someone who doesn't play, hasn't played, whose siblings haven't played. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so and so it is it is something that you know you gotta really you have to consider what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, and and I feel I feel good about this this change um i mean because we've been talking about it for quite a while now um when did we even start talking about it the beginning of this year wasn't i'm it? sure we've been talking about it for a couple of years like we should probably change the name we should probably rebrand we should probably do this we should probably do that um but it and- really got going in earnest um i think at the beginning of this summer yeah um and it became like really obvious it was finally time, finally time for us to like make a lot of changes and and um, and I think I think we mentioned this on one of our unreleased recordings <laughs> <laughs> um, that you know sometimes soccer can be pretty miserable, um, but at the end of the day, like you still love it and there are still things about it that you know that you're passionate about. Um, and and that's something that it's important to to hold on to that and to get back to that. And if you're not doing if you're doing something that makes you miserable, and if you're doing something that makes you miserable for free, um, it's 
time to reevaluate. Yeah. Not that this was making us miserable, but I think, well, I know at least on my part, I was half-assing it. Like, uh, and, and this is, and women's soccer is a great sport. It's, I mean, as much as it deserves to be made fun of, but it's still a great (laughs) sport. Um, and I love it. And to, to half-ass a show like ours is just kind of inexcusable. Yeah, you like, can get there, your half-assing anywhere. Yeah, because there isn't a show like ours. So, like, to 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 be, yeah, to be half-assing it is just lame. It's just super lame. Um, if we were in a crowded section, uh, like, if we were in men's soccer, we could half-ass this. Because there's <laughs> so many people who can pick up the slack. Um, but I just don't think that there... I'm, I'm still not hearing the kind of conversations, the kind of voices that I want to hear. And hopefully you guys will follow us um, to the new show. Uh, again, it's Available Substitutes, uh, and it will be on AvailableSubstitutes.com whenever I get my rear in gear <laughs> to set up the site. Um, and we'll be probably changing podcast hosts to uh, to just make things a little bit easier on my end, because the current host we have now isn't great um and just to uh to, to make everything just getting better is what i want to do i just always want to get better no more half-assing this baloney business um i think that's it yeah yeah oh my gosh this is so epic all right this is it ruth this is it no more turning back do we have like a special handshake some kind of signing off that like brings it full circle and references the first um episode i don't even remember what the first episode was about but i know it was recorded in dunn brothers in rapid city south dakota in my apartment in february (laughs) in st louis (laughs) oh my gosh we're so old that's that's what i leave you with if you learn nothing it's that aging will continue in your life you will get older and as simon amstel says death is coming (laughs) death is on its way to you uh and i think that's it strong women are good looking (laughs) children are above above average (laughs) all right i think actually that is so very women's soccer (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Let's say, let's say good night. Good night.